Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. This is episode number 248, and today you are in for a treat. You are going to meet Diane. She is just a ball of fun. Matter of fact, in the Inner Circle Coaching Group, she's kind of considered the resident party animal, (laughs) if you will. But she's one of the funniest people I know. That may or may not come across in this interview. I don't know, but I tell you what will come across. A ton of weight loss wisdom. She's been going at this for quite a long time. She's tried Weight Watchers, Diet Pills, Keto, Low Fat, Atkins Shakes, Beachbody, Gym Memberships, Personal Trainers. She's tried it all, and she was even trying to lose weight when she was young, like in adolescence, and almost maybe felt some pressure from her mom to do that. And we talk about it all in this interview. So you don't need to hear any more from me. Let's roll the interview now. All right, gang, I am here with the one and only Diane Palladino, and you will soon realize Diane is from up north. She's from the Bronx, New York. She has a very strong accent, and so you're going to have to get accustomed to that, okay? So, Diane, say hello to everyone. (laughs) Hello, everyone in podcast land. (laughs) (laughs) You'll quickly realize just how much of a a joke that is, and I, I had to mess around with Diane a little bit because she is so much fun. She is one of the people in the group that just keeps us laughing and uh, keeps everyone with a big smile on their face. Uh, you'll you'll notice that as we move throughout this. But Diane, why don't you kick us off? Tell us just a little bit of your story, a little bit of kind of your whatever you'd like to share about your life and your health and weight loss journey, maybe what you've tried in the past and just anything else you'd like to share. Go for it, my dear. Okay. Well, I'll start off by uh, tagging on to what you said about the Bronx, New York. Whenever I was on a trip to New York, I was actually staying in uh, New Jersey. And somebody that lived there said, well, I thought it sounded like you were from Hoboken. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think it sounds like you are like my neighbor. That's that's what that's what people down here sound like. So anyway, but that's kind of funny. Well, basically, my story um, is uh, not really all that exciting. Um, I've been mostly pretty healthy most of my life, other than being overweight. Um, You know, whenever I was a young child and like adolescent, I guess was, you know, sometimes I'd get teased in school and stuff like that. And just, so I always kind of felt like I was overweight. Um, and in high school, maybe I was a little overweight and in college, maybe I was a little overweight, but I think as I look back at pictures from like, whenever I was say a senior in high school to like, whenever I was in college, um, I'm kind of like, I wish I was that fat now (laughs) because it's like, I really, wasn't you know all that overweight it just was something I guess that was in my head um part of it you know may have been from you know 
seems like my mother always was trying to get me to be on some kind of diet or for some reason. And, um, of course, um, I tried Weight Watchers, diet pills, keto, low fat, Atkins shakes, beach body. I've been on gym memberships. I've had personal trainers, you know, I've kind of done it all. Um, you know, and now in my adulthood, of course, you know, I eventually, I kind of stayed a pretty, you know, steady weight until I was around 35 or so. And then it was kind of like, seemed like I started gaining weight then. And it's just kind of, then I like got to where uh, my highest weight was about 212, I think, you know, and th at that point I was kind of like, you know, I've, you know, really got to do something. I mean, my, I, cause I do have some arthritis um, and that was really making, uh, you know, the extra weight was really making my joint pain be, you know, uncomfortable. I had a torn meniscus, which a few years, a couple of years ago, I had to have surgery on that. And so I kind of, you know, continued, you know, trying different things and, you know, I'd lose five or 10 pounds and then I'd gain five or 10 pounds. You know, it was just kind of this constant struggle back and forth. Um, and then um, I had started walking. Um, and uh, while I was walking, I started finding stuff to listen to. And I came across your podcast. And I started listening to your podcast. And you talked about, you know, changing your brain. You know, if you want to lose weight, you've got to change your brain and stuff like that was one of the things that you talked about in your podcast. And so, um, you know, the idea of positive self-talk wasn't something that was necessarily new to me. It was something, you know, I've kind of done off and on over the years, you know, for a long time, just a matter of it you know, kind of starting doing it again and making it uh, consistent. And uh, and so during that process, you know, as, as I was, you know, continuing to, to walk and uh, listen to your podcast, uh, I ran across uh, my on my Facebook uh, this book called Coffee Self-Talk by a lady named Kristen Helmstetter came across. And I ordered the book because it was like five minutes a day to whatever, change your life or whatever. She has a series of uh, self-talk books and um, I really enjoy her. I kind of connect with her. Um, I like kind of the way she, you know, words things and the way she talks and stuff like that. So um, she kind of helped me get consistent with the self-talk so that I was able to kind of do that change your brain part of what you'd talk about in your uh, podcast. And then um, another thing um, that kind of helped me along the way was um, on one of the podcasts, I can't remember exactly what number it is. I think it may be like seven in the seventies or eighties of your podcast the one um i think the title of it's motivation commitment and consistency um you know that's uh, 
that podcast was kind of another kind of turning point for me, I guess, as far as, um, especially whenever you said that you don't have to be motivated. You just have to make a commitment and be consistent. And I was like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) And that's kind of really where I really started to kind of feel like I was making some progress because, um, you know, when, after I'd heard that, I like, you know, kind of made this commitment to myself that I was going to, you know, do this self-talk every day and I was going to go for, you know, a two to three mile walk every day that I was off work. And, you know, it's like I had like these, you know, commitments that I had made to myself and um, that's kind of how it started. Um, And then eventually, you know, I kind of lost a little bit of weight. And I had kind of kind of gotten to where I just kind of was kind of stuck, I guess, a little bit. And I, even though I was still being consistent with everything that I was doing, um, I wasn't really following, per se, any set diet. I was kind of just doing my own thing, trying to eat healthy um, and that I think is kind of when I thought, well, I need to do something else. I need to do something or something extra. Something more structured. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I guess at some point, um, and this, and this was, you know, probably six or seven months down the road, um, after I'd been, you know, initially had started, you know, found your podcast and started doing my self-talk and, you know, everything. Um, You had a coaching call that you could register for that was a free coaching call to see what it would be like to be in the inner circle. And that's kind of when um, I signed up for your your, um, initial coaching call. And yeah, you're leaving out a really important part, Diane. Okay. I want, <laughs> what did you want? What did I miss? <laughs> I want you to share what you've shared in the group where you were like, you were thinking like, this is just somebody else trying to get my money. Like, I'm not, I'm not joining that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Didn't you say for like months, you were like, this is just somebody else w- wanting my money. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yes, I did think you were just, uh, some other person out there that was just out to get people's money, you know, saying that you're some, you know, whatever nutrition guru or whatever. You thought I was a shyster. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I did. Probably, I probably would have signed up a whole lot sooner if I hadn't been a, a chicken. I think don't, don't call yourself a chicken. I think you had a, a healthy level of skepticism, but now I'm worried about what I'm saying on these podcasts that make <laughs> makes people think I'm just, I'm just out to, uh, I'm just another shyster out to get their money. So 
and I don't think it's I don't think it's you. I think it's uh, I think it's just that there's so many options out there now with social media being so big and uh, and it's just like it's like you know some of them are just kind of gangsters. So <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> choice of words. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like there are so many options, and the sad truth is. There are a lot of people out there who are just, they just want to get into your pocketbook and then like run the other way. You know, like there are some shysters out there. There are some people out there who are, who do not have your best interest at heart and they just want to make a transaction and that's it. And so I think, like I said, you had a healthy level of skepticism because you had been in, you'd been roaming around the weight loss world for a while, you know? And so, uh, you know, I can, I think that's completely understandable. Here's my question from what you shared. You mentioned how in adolescence and early adulthood, like you, you felt like, man, I'd like to, I'm a little bit heavier and you might, there might've been a little bit of teasing or whatever, but at what point were you, but you said overall, like I've been pretty healthy my entire life. At what point, Diane, were you like, okay, I'm going to make a concerted effort to lose weight. Like when throughout the course of your life, did you go, okay, I'm trying to lose weight. Which time? <laughs> well, when did it start? Like, when did it, were you 15? Um, were you 20? Were you 25? I know that there was a time whenever I was probably in my early teens, whenever I was trying to lose weight, but I don't really recall exactly what it was I was doing other than that I remember this. And I don't know, you may be too young to even know about it. But do you remember the places they used to, The it was kind of like the fitness centers for women and they had like the belts that you would shake <laughs> and then the rollers where it would beat the fat off of you. I never, I never saw those in person, but yes, I am familiar with those. Okay. Well, see, well, my mother would go to one of those and she would take me and I was probably in my early teens then. Was your, was looking back, would you say your mother was overweight? Yeah, she was, I mean, she was, I mean, she had nine kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, she gets a pass. <laughs> but she, uh, but yeah, she was probably, I don't know. She was probably maybe a size 20, 22. So, so looking back at, the, you- at her largest you mentioned earlier, like your mom would make a comment here or there. Looking back, do you feel like your mom was kind of overweight and she might've been kind of trying to encourage you so that you didn't wind up overweight as well? Probably. I mean, that's, I mean, that is probably the case. Yes. And so you started, you had a few attempts maybe in your teens, but like when, when was the first time in adulthood that you were like, okay, I'm really going to go after this. I'm going to lose some weight. Okay. Well, um, I can't remember what diet I was on, but I do recall, I mean, I actually had, you know, I had, I had lost some weight. I'd kept it off. Um, and then, um, I wasn't getting the results from it that I guess I was looking for. I ended up gaining the weight back. And I think the bottom line was, um, and we've talked about this before, you know, I was thinking that, you know, the reason I wasn't in a relationship was because I'm fat. And so I thought, you know, well, I'll lose some weight and I'll 
be able to find somebody and that didn't happen (laughs) you know um and basically it kind of though taught me that the people really could care less how fat you are (laughs) oh my goodness so so gang you you a matter of fact, <laughs> Diane ha- has her beautiful, wonderful Southern drawl, and it would be so easy to hear her. You can't see her. I can. I'm sitting here looking at her through Zoom, but it would be so easy to hear her Southern drawl and 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 kind of instantly, before you realize it, categorize her right. Like uh, people in the South, <laughs> for better or worse, some of you may say it's accurate, some of you may not. It's people in the South, especially those of us with Southern accents, especially those of us with strong Southern accents will often get categorized as being maybe uh, not deep thinkers or maybe less intelligent or whatever. And I could, I just want to emphasize this. Nothing could be further from the truth when it comes to Diane. Like she's done a lot of incredible, like introspection, like she's done a lot of great self-work and she's incredibly self-honest and just real, just real about life and real about the, the thought patterns she's had and and the different experiences in life. And like she just shared, she wanted so many times I I talk about on this podcast, we, we don't realize it, but we like, we hinge so much on losing weight, like losing weight, achieving our weight loss goal. We believe, even though we don't realize it, it's going to fix our life. And this, what Diane shared is a perfect example of that she had this idea, okay, I'll lose weight. And what I really want is not to lose weight. I really want like a partner in life. I really want to be in a relationship. And in her mind, it was, if I lose weight, I'll get there. And I understand, right? That's not a crazy conclusion to come to like, oh, we want to make ourselves physically attractive for someone else. But as Diane said, that's not what, I mean, people, overweight people get married all the time. And then under, and, and then people who are slender and fit, they get married and have miserable marriages all the time. You know, there's no, there's no correlation necessarily with this, but it's just another perfect example of how we can often believe that losing weight will fix our life. And Diane is so amazing and so brilliant because she saw that and realized it and then was like, wait a minute, this is not true. So what was that, Diane, maybe in your twenties, thirties? Yeah, probably in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you anything else you'd like to share surrounding that? I guess it's kind of like that whole body image thing. It's kind of like I think we uh, what we think about ourselves or what we think other people think about us is just like so far off from what reality is. It's because you know I think people are more worried about their own problems. They could care less that I'm. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, 100 pounds overweight, they could care less. They're worried about their own problems. <laughs> right, right. It's like, it's there. I, I don't remember exactly how the saying goes, but basically like you finally get to a point in life, like when you're young, you're worried about what everyone else is thinking about you. And then you finally get to the point in life where you realize, wait, no one, nobody else is thinking about me. Like <laughs> why, why am I so preoccupied and so worried about that? You know? So yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think that's a lot of what you've realized and like the discoveries you've come to, not only as you've gotten older, but with all the self-work you've done along the way. Here's my next question for you. 
when you think back to previous weight loss attempts and the different diets and the this and the that, like what was most frustrating about those attempts? What, or what like drove you nuts about the diet and weight loss industry and like the whole process of trying to lose weight? Uh, that they could just basically lie and get away with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, because, I mean, I'm not saying that they're always lying, but it just seems like that there's so much uh, untruths um, surrounding a lot of the industry. Yeah. And no, it's what... like, you don't necessarily have, it's like, there's not like a control board that, you know, keeps, uh, them from doing certain things or something that keeps them from saying, achieve your dream body in only six weeks by eating whatever you want. And by eating at like, like by the, uh, the latest thing, uh, those gummies that, you know, melt the fat off or whatever. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know, maybe they do work. Should I order some of those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that on a coaching call sometime. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but that's true. And and that also comes right back around to what we were talking about earlier. No wonder you thought I was a shyster, right? Like you've, you've been burned. You've been scarred by so many of these crappy advertisements and all this, you know, super fancy marketing, you know, that kind of sucked you in over and over and over again. So um, so that, so let's bring it to now. Let's bring it to now. She listened to the podcast and I was saying, you know, to, to change your body, you have to change your brain. You have to change your brain. And she had already kind of been exposed to this world of like self-talk and, and changing our thought patterns and, you know, self-growth and all these things. And so she, this ad pops up for this book, Coffee Self-Talk by Kristen Helmstetter. Diane purchases the book. She loves it, begins to read it every day and begins to do this to reinforce this positive self-talk and it really begins to change her brain. Then she gets to the episode in real life weight loss and this here little podcast, she gets to the episode motivation, commitment, and consistency and has this epiphany, this aha moment. Wait a minute. I don't have to be motivated. I just got to commit and then be consistent. Oh, wow. And then eventually she thinks, okay, I'll give this shaster a, a chance. And so she, so you join the inner circle, right? And then you start well, only after the free coaching call, right? Only after you actually got to talk to me and go, wait a minute, maybe he's not some jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was what an, a, a year, a little bit over a year, year and a half ago. It's been about, yeah, it's been about a year and a half. Wow. January, January would have been a year. Yeah. So yeah, almost a year and a half. So you're still here. I haven't run you off yet. And so let's share if, do you mind sharing about where you are with your results, how much weight you've lost? I'm still about 175, so 20, about 35 pounds. So I guess about 35 pounds. So you've, lo you've lost about 35 pounds now. Now, you lost that 35 pounds. I have a point in all this, Diane. You lost that 35 pounds in what, like the first four to six months? Um, maybe probably closer to six. Probably six to eight. Okay. So you lost 35 pounds in the first six to eight months, and then you've been maintaining ever since, correct? Yeah. Now, we'll circle back around to why that's important, guys, because it's very important. But first, here's the thing that I want Diane to make sure everyone understands. Like, in order to lose that 35 pounds, Diane, like, you, you cut out all your sweets, and you don't drink any alcohol, and you don't 
like eat any fried foods or any crab cakes or anything like that, right? Like you. you... <laughs> yes, I cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys only knew Diane, Diane is known in the in our group in our little inner circle family. She's known as like the party animal because she she's trying to clean it up for this podcast. But don't let her fool you. She's on her best behavior. Like she is. She's the one that keeps things lively. So Diane, my point is, if you guys could have heard the conversation we were having before we started recording, <laughs> Diane has just gotten back from a vacation and you enjoyed yourself, right? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Like I said, I ate crab cakes four times. <laughs> <laughs> she ate crab cakes four times in five days and she had a piece of cheesecake larger than my head. So, <laughs> So here's the thing, guys. I'm not trying to present a view that, oh, you can eat crab cakes every day and eat cheesecake every day and lose all the weight you want. I'm not trying to be one of those diet, sleazy diet marketers that's telling you that. But here's what I am saying. If we adjust our expectations and we begin to take an intentionally more paced approach, a more gradual approach to weight loss and we adjust our expectations, you can lose weight and you can maintain that weight loss over the course of time while still eating a lot of your favorite foods and still really, really enjoying life. I mean, Diane, since she's been in the group, my goodness, she's been on a cruise and that came back from the cruise and we went straight into the holidays. She's been on multiple vacations. Um, she actually took a trip and met some of the other inner circle members. I was so jealous. They had a little powwow and all got together and hung out and went out to, uh, went out to dinner and together. So, you can do this, but it, the first thing that's so vital is to adjust your expectations. If you want to achieve your dream body in six weeks, well, then that's going to be, you're going to be really, really disappointed, not just with, with my program, but with anything really, because that's just, unless you're really close to your dream body, that's not feasible. So in the group and Diane, you know, we got to get into this in my program, in the group, we talk about punishers and pretenders. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. So there's kind of two distinct personality types. And all of us are somewhat of a blend of these two. We're somewhat punisher and we're somewhat pretender. But we're always kind of more dominant in one or the other. We're more dominant pretender or we're, we're, we're more dominant punisher. Diane is definitely a more dominant pretender. And one of the jokes that we have in the group, she'll, she'll jump on a coaching call and be like, oh, I'm not really not doing that good. Like, And she'll tell us about all she's been eating and this trip she's been taking and you know, and how, how she's not doing great. And then she'll be like, Oh, I lost two more pounds. <laughs> and I like to say, Diane, you're just, you're just pretending your way to success. Like you're just pretending your way all along. And it's kind of true. She's doing enough to get results and enough to maintain results, but not driving herself crazy. Would you say that's correct, Diane? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, it's, uh, I think I've said it before. I mean, it's kind of like the whole program is kind of uh, simple, stupid. I mean, it's it's like not rocket science. It's just pretty simple, basic steps. Kind of follow them if you want to or not. <laughs> you know, most of the time, hey, and you lose weight. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this was a good idea to interview you. I'm having <laughs> I'm having second thoughts about it. 
Oh, first you, you called me a shyster. Edit that part out. <laughs> first you called me a shyster. Then you called my program simple stupid. <laughs> no, but you have a great point. Like it's it's really simple foundational stuff, but with the emphasis on what we talked about earlier, commitment and consistency, right? Following through with these things and doing them enough to get results. That's and that's what you've done. Like I mean, I, I joke about how you described it, but it's it's really it's really, really true, you know? And Earlier, I mentioned that Diane had lost this weight, 35 pounds, whatever, and that was almost a year ago. She's been maintaining for the last mm, eight or 10 to 12 months. Now, Diane, have you been maintaining? Have you been maintaining because you want to, or have you been maintaining because you're frustrated and you're plateaued and you've been killing yourself trying to lose more weight? Well, I've been, uh, because I've been going on trips and having vacation and living life. <laughs> That's why I've been maintaining. <laughs> I mean, if I was just, you know, if I didn't have anything going on in life, I might actually be able to trend back down some more. So <laughs> <laughs> trim back down. Some it's, more. Just not, it's just not a priority. It hasn't been a priority. <laughs> which, which is a incredibly important point that all of us need to kind of take hold of is, is at different times in life, we have different priorities and we have a different amount of energy to dedicate to different things in our life. And for Diane right now, it's not a priority. It's not important enough. She's lost 35 pounds. She's doing, an, she did enough to lose that. Now she's doing enough to maintain that and she's good to go. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of it is, um, like whenever I was like at my highest weight, um, you know, I was having a lot of, a lot more joint pain and stuff. And it's kind of like I've lost enough weight to where, um, I'm able to see like a big difference in, in my physical pain. And so it's kind of like, uh, I guess there's not that motivation to, to, uh, necessarily, um, you know, go, I mean, I would like to, you know, lose more, but it's, and you may, and you may not be like, you know, you, like we discussed on that coaching call, like you may just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm super happy right now. And I still get to live life and have a ball. And yet I'm maintaining this 35 pound loss. And that's the beauty. That's what I don't want any of you to miss. Diane is at such a beautiful place in this process. And there's a handful of other people in the group there as well. They had in like Diane and some of these other people might've had an initial idea of what weight loss like what weight they wanted to achieve, what their weight loss goal was. And then somewhere throughout the journey, as they began to change their brain and then they began to change their body and they began to see more and more of the thoughts that were floating through their heads. And they began to grow as a person and they began to embrace not only the weight loss, but they began to embrace the life they were gaining and all the other quote unquote non-scale victories, which I can't stand that term. They're just victories. They're amazing life victories. But once they began to see the whole big picture, they get to a place where maybe they're short of their overall initial weight loss goal, but they go, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to push for anymore. Like I'm happy with where I am. And that is such a beautiful, amazing thing. Diane, you're healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's healthy. Number one. Number two, you have less pain, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Are you able to do the things you want to in life and enjoy life? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like you're fit enough, you're cap you're capable and able. I think so. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there may be some things that would be a bit of a stretch for me to do, but um I don't think I've decided whether or not that's something that I want to strive for to actually do those things. Uh and I might be able to do them anyway. Because most of them would be related to like hiking or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Exactly. And that may be the next thing that motivates you for another step, right? For another step in this process. But like right now, we just have a bunch of check marks down the list of where you are and you're happy with it and you're at peace with your body and you're at peace with where you are in this process. And that's a beautiful thing, gang. That's what I want for Diane. That's what I want for, for all of you, whether you achieve it with me or whether you achieve it with someone else. We have to finally get to a place where we're happy and we're at peace with our body and with our health and the somewhere in the middle, somewhere in that happy medium where we're still able to enjoy our life, but yet we've achieved the things that the health goals that improve our life, that bring us more life. So, okay. Sorry, Diane. Next question. What is most different for you? I'm going to ask you two or three questions and you can pick one or you can answer any of the combination of them. What's most different for you now versus a year and a half, two years ago? Or what was kind of the biggest like game changer aha realization for you as you got into this program and moved through? Um, I guess uh, most different for me would be that I'm not really as concerned with what other people, I mean, it's like, I don't necessarily think people are even paying any attention to me. I mean, <laughs> You know, I mean, it's so it's like I'm not that concerned about, you know, what my weight has to do with what they're thinking of me, because most of them aren't even thinking about my weight. Actually, most of them are saying, oh, wow, you look great. You've lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I probably overall the most game changer thing was the whole um, commitment and consistency thing. I mean, I really cannot believe how much that made me, I don't, I, I, that just really clicked with me somehow. Yeah. It may have been because by the time I got there, it was like, I was doing it for me. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. Mm. I was making a commitment to myself to take care of myself, to improve my physical self. And in that, um, it's like, I mean, not only has the whole process made me grow physically more healthy and mentally more healthy, it's also improved my spiritual health. And I don't think I've told you this yet, that I've actually started going back to church. And I mean, I even went to confession with a priest. I can't imagine how long that took. <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, when Diane leans back and starts laughing, she got her audio goes out because some people might have like, if, they might've thought, wait a minute, he just offended her. Um, if you knew Diane, you would totally get that. Diane, that, that absolutely warms my heart and makes my, Oh, it just, 
that makes it doesn't make my day it makes my whole month and it makes like almost brings a tear to my eye and i know that sounds silly but um it's so powerful to me for you to share and 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 i really really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart i appreciate you sharing that and diane shared some things in there that are absolutely golden she said the motivation commitment consistency was like such a game changer for her and she said it was finally, she said, I'm, listen, don't miss this gang. She said, I made a commitment to myself. I was doing it for myself. Now let's think back through her story. When she was younger, she was probably doing it as much for her mom as she was for her. And then she maybe gets into her twenties or early thirties and she was doing it for a potential mate, for a potential spouse. Right. And then finally she gets to this place in her life where she makes a commitment and she's doing it for herself. Oh, that's huge gang. That is so massive. That is the, that, that is the beginning and the, the fostering of self-love and, and of self-acceptance. That's so incredible. And from that, she gets to this place. She didn't use the word more self-esteem or better self-confidence, but I got news for everyone. When you care less about what other people think about you and your weight, that means you're more confident. <laughs> <laughs> and Diane, like if you could see her, she jumps on coaching calls and she is 100% herself. She doesn't try to put on some, some air or some try to be somebody she's not. She's through and through herself. And it is such a beautiful thing. And so that is what this is all about. And then the whole fact of how your life has improved in other ways, Diane, I just, with your spirituality and, Oh, it just, it, it, it warms my heart. And, uh, okay, let's, let's bring it all together. Are you ready? So what is the number one thing that you want people to know about losing weight or nutrition or body image or whatever? Like, so for example, if you were still out, <laughs> if you were still out there listening to this shyster, right? If you were still out there listening, what would you want to say to the old version of yourself? And this doesn't, this, this doesn't need to be about the inner circle, but just more so about like the overall perspective and approach to food and weight loss and body image. Um, I would say that um, it doesn't have to be hard and that you just need to uh, truly commit to yourself and just be consistent with your diet and exercise, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's, you know, you know, just kind of making up your own thing or picking some diet out of, you know, the many that are out there. And that um, as far as like body image goes, uh, just kind of remember that what you think in your head's a whole lot worse than what anybody out there thinks because they could care less. They're worried about their own stuff. That's kind of... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. <laughs> they are just worried about their own stuff. They have got too much other stuff going on to worry about yours. Oh my goodness. And that's the truth. <laughs> Diane, you are a jewel, my dear. You are you are pretty incredible. Did you know that? Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Diane, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be on with us and for being so open and honest and and vulnerable with everything you shared. I mean, you shared some stuff in this podcast interview that 
you haven't shared in the group before. I mean, the spiritual stuff, and I don't remember you talking much about your mom and um, and those things. And so I just, I just really appreciate that. Well, you are so welcome, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, it's been my pleasure, dear. It's and too much like a country hit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've had. We've got people from all over on the podcast and in the coaching group. So, you know, the next interview may be with somebody from Australia or from up north or who, who knows where. So we'll get a blend of all kinds of accents. But Diane, you're a jewel. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being an amazing part of the Inner Circle family, for always bringing so much fun. And I will look forward to seeing you back in the group. And Absolutely. we'll wrap it up. All right, my friends, I thanked Diane and I want to thank all of you. Thank you so much for your time, for spending it with me and Diane today. I hope that this was helpful. I'm confident you connected with some of the stuff Diane shared. And please, whatever you do, always remember and never forget that you're so much more than a number on the scale. So don't let them dominate your headspace or dictate your emotions for the day. No, no, no. And yes, losing weight's great. And I want you to lose weight. I'd love to help you lose weight. But losing weight's really all about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted to live, and you can absolutely do it, even if you've tried and struggled, just like Diane had. You can absolutely do it. Even if you don't believe in yourself, it's okay. You can borrow some of my belief. You keep coming back. I'll keep working on you. We will get you there. Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.